Welcome to the Balls Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Balls Podcast. And today with us we have Rayan, Moria, Drew, and Ahan. How are we doing, guys? All's good. All's good. What's up? What's up? So today we have a few nice topics to discuss. Recently there was the FIFA Best Awards. We have some topics from there. So starting on with the Puskas Award, do you think the award was given to the right person? Let's start with Rayan. Uh, yeah, Lamela won that award that day, and I I think it was uh, it was well deserved because uh, oh my god, if you watch that goal once again, it's so satisfying and smooth to watch, and uh, yeah, I, I mean there was Patrick Schick's goal if I'm pronouncing his name right against uh, against some team in Euros, which was also a good nom- uh, nominated one, but uh, I feel Lamela deserved it. Uh, since Rayan said there was Patrick Schick's half-line goal, which was an amazing goal if you look at it. So, do you think there was a case that it deserved it more? Let's start with Drew. Yeah, so speaking of uh, the Pushkas Award, every year there is controversy regarding which award should win. Some people prefer short-distance uh, dribbling goals. Some people prefer long-distance shooting goals. But if you ask me, I feel uh, Lamela's goal was just as deserving as uh, Shik's goal. They both could have equally won. It's just that they chose Lamela uh, over him. And he's probably a Tottenham player, so it's the only trophy he would win. And maybe that is why some people influence (laughs) good for him. I think uh, when we talk about the Lamela goal, there's also another thing to consider that it was the North London derby. So, we have to talk about pressure. But Sheikh's goal was also in Euros. So, do you guys think that if uh, Sheikh would have won that award, the same controversy could have like increased even more in terms of that? Let's move on to Ahan. Uh, yes, I think uh, there would be more controversy than there is right now because uh, uh, Kick got his goal against Scotland, which is considered not so great team, and Namela uh, uh, got it against Arsenal while they were a goal down, and it was just a beauty to watch. So I think yes, Namela deserved more, and if Kick won it, he would have not really gotten the praise he should have. Uh, you're saying it's against Scotland is like a bad team. Okay, I understand it's a bad team. But scoring from half line, you just do it against Scotland or do you against Bayern? It'll take the same skill. Exactly. The, the goal, the Pushkas Award is given to the best goal, not scored against the best team. It doesn't matter if it's third division. But if you remember 2016, a guy who was playing in some leagues we don't even know and he won the Pushkas over Messi and Ronaldo. Yes, Bro, then give Simon the Puskas award for the charity match, no? I think if we talk about Puskas, there is another fact in here that Tottenham has been winning this award for two years now. And this topic will always be controversial that award should have been given to this person or the other person because as one of you mentioned that some people prefer different type of goal and some some people prefer the other one. So, 
talking more on to the awards, let's move on to the manager of the year award. So there were three nominees, Pep, Mancini and Tushel. So do you guys think Tushel was the deserving winner in the manager of the year? Let's move on to Rahul. Yeah, I think he was because if you look at it, he came in, what, December 2020? And Chelsea weren't playing good. They were 11 points off the top, but they managed to get it to the knockouts in UCL. So he had a lot of work to do. And like four or five months, he managed, the squad had quality, but he managed to like a average playing squad to win the Champions League. So for that progression, yeah, I think he deserved the award. So all the three managers here, which had been nominated, won a trophy. Pep won the Premier League. Tuchel won Champions League and Mancini won the Euros. So, according to the trophies, which guy was more deserving, Moria, according to you? See, I'd say the Euros was more difficult because when it comes to managing national teams, it's always a bit harder because you don't have the same rhythm and flow you do with your country, with your club because the clubs you play week in, week out and, the, and with your national teams, you have this, you have to like get back into it with the groove that your national team plays with and the tactics that another separate coach is coming with. So that way, Mancini did a lot of great job and it could have gone either way, but he did a great job. And to be honest, uh, we didn't we didn't really expect Italy to win in the beginning because I think they got out in some in the World Cup in the group stages or before that. And we d we didn't really expect them to win the Euros, but they um, but their manager really did a good job to keep them in the championship and win the win the trophy. So yeah, but, yeah. Go ahead, bro. But then nobody expected Chelsea to win the UCL either. They were losing. To Actually, exactly. since since Dhruv made this point, since Dhruv made this point, Ahan, you are a Chelsea supporter, and I would like to ask you: a new manager is coming in in such a huge squad such as Chelsea, and the pressure is on him. So, how do you think? How tough is it to win Champions League in your first season like this? Uh, that's exactly what he's deserving it for. The first season, not even a full first season. He came like like Rahul said in December, January, and he's completely changed the way we play. He's 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 made us a team no one wants to face. And so it's pretty it's pretty pretty tough, but he's pulled it off. I think all these again it will be controversial if. Pep or Mancini would have been given the award as I think Champions League is the most toughest trophies to win since all the teams participating in it. Rayan, what is your point of view in this? What do you think who deserved the award more? No, I think uh, the the winner deserved it. Tuchel deserved it. And uh, I mean, Man City, um, sorry, uh, Mancini was a great uh, competitor in, or a great nomina nomination there, but uh, he deserved to win the award. And talking about the manager, the manager should be having a team. So moving on to the team of the year, do you guys think it was fair to involve Ronaldo in the team of the year? Let's start with Mori on this. 
definitely not i'm sorry morin to cut you off but no ronaldo didn't have to be there i think the right answer can be asked here from the messi fan first then we'll move on to other ronaldo fans so let's start with moria see i'm just going to go with a neutral opinion based on performances yeah obviously he did a lot of great stuff so i can't really compare him to anyone else i mean obviously he's ronaldo so if you put him in the top 11 i don't think anyone's going to complain as such as a neutral there was there was juventus who struggled to finish in top 4 last season did not do anything special in champions league last season and ronaldo was not even the top scorer in the league last season so ronaldo was you... ronaldo was ronaldo was the ronaldo top scorer top scorer with ronaldo midfield that had bentancur and bernardeschi he won top scorer in the euros for portugal and they had gone out in round of 16 what more do you and, Ron- and ronaldo and ronaldo won two but trophies boys, with boys, that ronaldo. with that downgrading team that that stupid ass team which i still hate to watch till this day I I I have not been sleeping peaceful nights since I watched Juventus and now because of Manchester United I'm still not sleeping peaceful nights what the fuck man so, Okay so making you are making a case you are making a case for Ronaldo here so what about players like Mohamed Salah and Kylian Mbappe who have been banging in goals as well why what do you think why do you think they missed out on this and ronaldo was kept in it let's first start with all, rahul and it ryan 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 i've had enough of you you're a ronaldo fan let's start with rahul <laughs> no no but wait, no i i have something to say in favor of sala i'm asking why was haland there first of all i know he yeah, exactly exactly he, he scored a hell lot of goals i'm not i'm not doubting his ability but what tro- trophy did he win last season you tell me that i think ronaldo is also there on his ronaldo so, win was ronaldo ronaldo won two trophies ronaldo he won copa italia i think two two domestic trophies in italy then what yeah. are you complaining but, but about ryan haland won haland won the cup guys yeah, guys let's go let's the... guys guys let's go one by one i'll i'll give you all a chance let's start with rahul first you are saying that ronaldo won two trophies is juventus is like the best team in italy ever so and haland also won the cup with bayern competing against him and when it comes to mbappe uh, he plays in the french league and he didn't do anything spectacular france uh, he missed the penalty which got france knocked out so i don't think he deserved to be there and sala he he didn't win any did even any trophy i don't think so he's been playing good he, but he didn't he didn't, any he didn't. Trophy, so yeah so i don't and, think he deserves yeah, to be there yeah but haland yeah go ahead han haland definitely deserves to be there because i think he was the top scorer of ucl last season and ucl is arguably the biggest uh, club competition in the world so just because ronaldo won coppa italia with the few small ass italian teams doesn't mean you gonna like degrade haland for not being there and another player which i think has been robbed i want to know your opinion on this is harry kane most assists and most goals but i did not see him in any team of the year what are your views on this ryan about harry kane it's it's i feel it's just about the team that he plays is it is it yeah exactly i was about to ask is it all this because just he plays for spurs 
it it is kind of because i it's it's a team i mean he he doesn't get as much as credit he's supposed to because of his team uh, he, if he performed for if he played for chelsea or maybe manchester city he would be a lot he would have a lot more awards and he would be included in a lot more team of the years but uh, because of the team he plays in it, it's not possible for now but maybe later on when he takes a transfer to city or some other team possibly in the future he will be included in a lot of team of the years so can i can yeah, I go ahead you also go have ahead. to factor that after the entire transfer saga thing he just switched off he completely switched off after that exactly so you exactly can't you point. can't include he him in the team goals. of the year when he just switched off half of the year he has five goals this season and uh, the award is given for consistency is given for the best player everyone on there has been performing all year round Kane till July was arguably one of the best players in the world, but now he's not even the best player at Tottenham. So, Dhru, you have been saga. you have been you have been talking but about think, consistency, but... and there has been one surprise addition to the team of the year, which no one expected last year is Jorginho. Do you think he deserves <laughs> to be in that team, or is it is it just because his team won a few trophies and they thought he was good enough to oh, be in I, the team? Jorginho uh, is the most overrated player in football history. Iniesta on one leg right now will outperform him in assists and goals. I don't have I don't know how Chelsea fans have the audacity to compare him to to Bruno or KDB. That he he is not even the second best midfielder at Chelsea. Both Conte and Mount are better than him. Even the people who sit on the bench, so, Saul and Kovacic, you need to understand. Ah, ah, yeah. you'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. Let him complete. So, what are you saying? It's a nonsense. I mean, zero ball knowledge is bringing in this bloody thing. How, is, no, how can you say that, Jorginho? When you when you look at Jorginho playing, ah, do you think that he is a player who deserves to be in team of the year? Arey, Ayush, it's not always how good the player is. It's yeah. about how good the season had, bro. He's had three trophies: most tackles, most inter- interceptions in the Euros, best defensive midfielder for Chelsea, most tackles, most interceptions again. He's playing beautiful football, man, for the last season. From the last season, you, it's not appealing football. I'm not saying he plays beautifully. Like his passing is simple, his defending is calm. He's not a very uh, like not a player you'd enjoy watching, but he's a player who controls the game. Just because Bruno ne have Rangona mar diya, rainbow flick kar diya, definitely he's getting into the squad, man. Come on. So, can I say something? Can I say something? Rayan, you you have you have spoken a lot. Let me ask someone else. So, Rahul, do you agree on this point with Ahan that Jorginho had a tremendous or fabulous season and he deserved to be in team of the year? No, not at all. See, first. He's a defensive midfielder. Okay, he does his job, and like yeah, he was telling about simple passes. His pass to Sancho was also very simple, and he messed it up. So he he's not reliable at all, and I won't ever pick him up in my uh, pick him in the team of the year. So are you are you yeah? Uh, there is some water uh, falling from the sky. I don't know if it's rain or this uh, Dhruv and uh, Rahul crying. Is it is Do it falling like in Milan? Is the water falling in Milan? <laughs> apparently, so, apparently, water was also falling, and Jorginho tried to control the ball with Sancho's <laughs> pass. 
Okay, sir. So, Ray, you, guys be, you guys should be happy. Jorginho is giving Sancho a career in the PL. He's living on Jorginho, bro. So another player in the team of the year, which I thought was questionable, and I want to know more from you guys, is Donnarumma. Do you think uh, Mendy deserved it more, or Donnarumma was the right choice? Rayan, what do you think about it? See what I what I think is that they gave the best award to Mendy, and then he, they put Donnarumma in the best eleven. So I think they really tried to equal both of them out here because both of them they did equally well in their championships. Uh, like in uh, in Champions League, and Mendy did very well, and in Euros, so uh, Donnarumma performed very well. So. Uh, it, I don't know how they really select the players in there, but uh, if, if if it was for me, I would I would keep Donnarumma in there. Okay, so and uh, Mario, what about you? Would you keep Donnarumma? Or yeah, would I you switch up to Mendy. I would obviously. Uh, I mean, not obviously exactly, but seeing performances Donnarumma gives, like he's such a tall, huge keeper. And is appealing to watch as well. So Donnarumma would still be in my top eleven. But you have to factor out that FIFA did try and equal out and balance the trophies they're giving to both players here, Mendy and Donnarumma. That is because even if you see the best rankings, the voting rankings, both keepers got the same amount of votes. That is twenty four and twenty four each. Yet they gave one award to Mendy, which is the best, and they kept Donnarumma in the team of the year. So I think there is finally something that we agree on. Moving on to the attack, there is one player, Robert Lewandowski, who I think finally won an award he deserved after a very controversial Ballon d'Or. So what do you guys think? He was the rightful winner or Messi deserved it more? Let's start with Rayan. Ah, he was definitely the rightful winner. I've been saying this since the Ballon d'Or. I mean, Messi winning the Ballon d'Or was a total. I mean, it's a totally different topic. I'm I'm not going to go there. But yes, Lewandowski totally deserved this uh, award, and uh, I it it really made me happy that uh, he won the award because the um, the performance that he has been giving since the past two years, and and even before that, uh, it's just that he didn't get recognized before, but. These past two years, he's been incredible, and he totally deserved this award. So, the, I think some people will agree and some people will disagree. Messi deserved the Ballon d'Or, or Messi did not deserve the Ballon d'Or. Then coming on to Moria, did yeah, do yeah. you think that Messi deserved the FIFA Best Award more, or it was rightfully given to Lewandowski? I I'll say this in a very very neutral way as I can try to be. Lewandowski did deserve it, but not as much as he would have deserved the Ballon d'Or, simply because the best was held last year as so well, and he was given a, the best award. So being and a I would Messi rightfully fan, say, being yeah, a I would Messi rightfully fan, say, are you saying that uh, Lewandowski deserved the Ballon d'Or more as well than Messi? Yeah, I would. I'd say that simply because last year's Ballon d'Or was not given, and so you have to consider two years, and instead of the single year. Which puts Lewandowski far ahead of Messi in performance-wise and achievement-wise. So you had to give Lewandowski the Ballon d'Or and not Messi. Whereas this year, if you see the best awards, last year awards had been held, and that was given to Lewandowski rightfully so. So this year, whether you gave it to Messi or Lewandowski, wouldn't have made as much of a difference as the Ballon d'Or would have. 
So Dhruv, I saw a lot of tweets and I saw a lot of messages from Barcelona fans in our WhatsApp group saying that Messi deserved it more. Do you have a few words for such kind of people who we have in this community? No, I feel that Messi had a great year, obviously. Speaking from a neutral point of view, he had a great year. But then again, I feel that Lewandowski deserved it more than him. Because Lewandowski performed consistently throughout the year. And if you look at Messi's league one career, even Elanga has the same league goals as him. So I feel that Lewandowski slightly deserved it more than him. But uh, Messi had a great year too. So, talking about... <clears throat> so, being talking about Messi, we cannot really leave Ronaldo out for a long time. There was a special award given to Mr. Ronaldo that he for the for being the best goal scorer of all time for being the highest goal scorer of all time and it came as a surprise to everyone who was watching the ceremony since no one expected even Ronaldo to be there so rayan being a ronaldo fan what are your views on this award being given to him it it's a it's a lifetime achievement award that's what they have given the award to him for and uh, it's it's a it's an achievement which will probably take play, other players years to break no one is close to it yet and hopefully they don't get close to it because it's cristiano's ronaldo's uh, cristiano ronaldo's award and uh, it's his achievement and i'm a, i'm a big ronaldo fan boy if you all know that already so obviously he deserved that award and hopefully he keeps breaking those records in the future i mean he he's right about that as a ronaldo fan boy i don't want anyone to break that record but you have to take in consideration haland and mbappe's impact on the game i feel in the next 7 8 years they could get close to him maybe in the no, next but, but but this award this award was for the international scoring i mean he scored on 115 yes, uh, and mbappe, counting if you look at mbappe's record what he has 25 30 goals uh, for france i think so i guess some, something in 20s i think and he's still 20 what 22 23 if he plays 10 years consistently in a much better squad than portugal He's already achieved what there was to achieve with the national team. He's won the World Cup, and he can actually go on and beat the record. Haaland, I think, I don't think so so much because, uh, I mean, th- his national team don't really perform at that level. But Umbaki, yeah. it's certainly possible. But all they also need to keep the, their fitness high as Ronaldo, and nobody in history has been able to do that till now. He's the first one who's been playing this way. 36 not seeing this as a ronaldo fanboy but as a neutral so let's there's another thing which ronaldo mentioned that is he would like to play for 4 5 years more and he's already 36 going to be 37 soon more what do you think he has more fuel in his tank or he'll be scoring more goals or he's done and he should think about hanging his boots soon No, no, obviously he still has the same quality and not as much as the impact he used to have but he's always an asset to any team he plays for and but he should also respect the fact that when he's being played according to the manager's tactics he should follow accordingly because the manager knows how to utilize him and obviously he's just trying to copy Daniel Alves and play till like 40 or something so 
how is so, he trying to copy Danny Alves? Where, where the fuck did Danny Alves even come in this? No, because Danny Alves is 38 and running, bro. You could have said Ibrahimovic. You could have said so, so many other players. Buffon. But you, you went to you went with Danny Alves. Why? Bro, yeah, because I'm a Barca boy, bro. These guys didn't even play at the top level for their entire life. Danny Alves went to Brazil. Buffon is in the second division now. Zlatan went to LA Galaxy and came back. And that man is winning Europe top scorers at 36 years old. And they so don't give him enough UV credit the same for it. You can count Juve as the same thing, no? Juve beat three nil uh, Barcelona three nil by the way last season. And they got beaten three nil also. Okay, by so Barcelona. before before we before we get into more of this, let's move on and. Since Moria mentioned a few things like Ronaldo's recent behavior with his manager and the way he reacted, he was literally crying in real sense if you think about it. Do you think it is setting the right standards for the youngster in the United team? Rahul, what do you think about it? Absolutely not. I mean, and he's a team player. He should be a team player. But he's he's carrying... He's like caring about his goals and everything. We are three nil up. We can't. We are two nil up. Sorry, we are two nil up back then. And we the previous game we bottled it and it was two two. So the manager wants to bring on another defender. So obviously, being like the most senior, most player in the squad, you should come off. Instead, he's sitting on the bench and arguing with everyone. What do the youngsters learn from this? And plus, I saw some page say that the youngsters don't find Ronaldo like easy to approach and talk to. So uh, he should be uh, like he should be uh, closer to the youngsters and teach them everything. And I don't know what he's doing. So there are a <clears throat> there are a few sources on Twitter. I don't know how reliable they are, which have been saying stuff like the youngsters find it difficult to approach Cristiano Ronaldo in the dressing room, and they find it easier to approach a player like Cavani who is who speaks broken english who doesn't even speak proper english so dhruv what do you think with all these news spreading out is it the right kind of atmosphere to be created in the united dressing room i feel people are overreacting with the substitution thing he just barely spoke to the manager and said why did you take me off honestly i would be pissed if he didn't show passion that they took him off if he didn't care now, United, now, Rahul said that it would put a bad influence for United youngsters. Those bastards don't even care when they're fucking losing. They go on party night like Pogba. We've heard Rooney's tell stories that Pogba goes on and parties after we lose. Ronaldo cares and that's why he was pissed. That's why he was arguing with Ragnik, why did you take me off? Because he wanted to play more, because he has that passion for the club, because he still has that drill. And frankly speaking, not a lot of youngsters at the club do. And they could benefit from that. They could learn from it. And as for the rumours, I think all of those are false. And if they are true, then our youngsters are the ones to be blamed. Because who won't want the advice of the greatest player of all time? So, <clears throat> as Dhruv said, the players are not respectful towards the club. They don't bother a lot even if they lose a match. So, do you think such disciplinary issues and such breaches in the club needs a soft-spoken manager like Ralph Ragnick or they need a hard person, a hard manager who will be rough on his player, tough on his player like Mourinho who they fired a few years ago. Ryan, what, uh, what is your view on this? 
I don't think Ralf Ragnick is a soft-spoken manager because there have been, you know, some Twitter news about going about around that uh, he usually gives his players some punishments if they don't perform according to what he says or uh, according to the quality. So if but if yeah, I mean they sh- they should definitely follow a, d- a disciplinary uh, manner in the club and. Um, I I mean coming back to that Ronaldo's matter that you said you didn't give me a chance to speak on it and I know why but uh, he had that passion to play man and it's because he played after two games also he missed two games before that because of a knock and still still wanting to play at the age of 36 almost 37 now it's a different kind of thing here and you you never know and you he who did ralph bring on instead of ronaldo he bought on maguire and what did they do they they did go up 3 3 1 but they they did end up conceding 1 2 so it, you know it didn't really make a difference in the goal difference there but yeah i, do, I don't know why people criticize criticize him so much i think when you're one or two up <clears throat> every normal manager would bring on a center back but moving on uh, Rahul, what are your point of view in this? Is Ronaldo is Manchester United in right state of mind, or they need a few changes inside the board and inside the dressing room? Now I think, uh, let's see how the six months go. First, I think they'll bring Ten Hag, but the board wants to bring Pochettino. Or this Ragnik is the director of football, so I think he's smart enough to bring. Uh, Tanag into it, but right now the, the discipline needs to improve. The youngsters they aren't passionate about the club, and if they don't like learn from our senior players, and if our senior players don't ad- give advice to the younger players, then uh, we won't do anything this season. So let's dig in deep into the dressing room, the Manchester United captain, Harry Maguire, has recently spent more time on the bench. So, do you think being the club captain, he deserves to be the club captain or there are like better captains and better leaders in the team than him? I have seen a few players like McTominay, Bruno Fernandes and other players who have been more passionate for the team than Harry Maguire. So, who should be the next club captain if Maguire will continue to be on the bench? What are your views on it, uh, Moria? Bro, I'm literally the wrong person to ask. And there's like three other Manu supporters right here. And they'd be... That's why be I more... wanted to... That's why I wanted to ask you first because I want to know from an outsider what he thinks about what's happening inside Manchester United. Um... I guess Bruno would be a good choice. If not Bruno, then uh, at least uh, the hair. Because they can control the game and they have the passion to control the game. When nobody else is performing, they're the ones giving their best and trying to take and take control of the game, take charge of the game. So, it's it's difficult. Like, even Ronaldo can try, but then I don't want none of that Ronaldo captain armband slamming bullshit. So, so the captain armband slamming bullshit is why you won't make Ronaldo the captain. Ryan, what he overreacts more than the tactics, he says. Ryan, what are your views on this? Is Ronaldo captain material or there should be someone else? 
See, Ronaldo is ob- obviously captain material, but we can talk about that later. But for now, I think Bruno Bruno deserves to be the captain of Manchester United. Not that piece of shit Maguire. That fridge doesn't do shit on field. Literally shit. I am so I'm so annoyed seeing him playing every every single time and doing absolutely nothing. Uh, last match we we did see him. We did see him do a little bit, but then before those matches he has been so bad, so fucking bad. I mean, I I I can't expect a performance from a player who cost them 80 million, 80 fucking million dollars. How do you how do you gain your money back? You know. How do you get your money back from such a disaster? It's it, it was such a bad signing. I have no idea why they <clears> gave the armband to the to Maguire in the first place. And if they have to make anyone the captain, it's supposed to be Bruno or Dehaya. No one else. To all our viewers watching, this guy has been following Manchester United just for this season. And you can see the state of him. He's already done with the club. I am. So, I am actually moving... done. Moving on to the die-hard Manchester, die-hard Manchester United supporter, Dhruv. What are your views on the armband situation? Who do you think should be the next captain? I feel that Maguire is still our captain because Ragnik doesn't want to get his confidence lower than it already is. He's, he's been performing terribly this season and the only reason he's still our captain is because Ragnik doesn't want to bring that self-confidence that he has down. And I feel it might pay off or it might not. We can only trust the manager to know what he's doing. But if I had to give the armband to somebody, it would be Dahaya and Dahaya only. No second option. This man has been carrying our club since years. And he's the only one who deserves that armband. Nobody else. Bruno has been brilliant, but he's come here one or two seasons ago. And Ronaldo, for Ronaldo, he's come back. Yes, but then again, Dahaya has been carrying us for almost a decade. And he's the only rightful captain in my eye. Now, why Ole gave Maguire the armband is another... Uh, this proves our point of why Ole didn't last as United manager. He didn't have a lot of idea of what he was doing. But I feel Ragnik is the guy to guide the club to, to the next state of where we should. Do you, so, I think if Manchester United make De Gea the captain right now, it should be for long term. The next captain should be for long term. So, do you think De Gea can pull it, pull these kind of performances for three, four years more? He's 31 right now. And do you think going into 35, 36, he'll be able to prefer, to provide the same quality as he's doing now? Definitely. If you look at last season, everybody was telling me you're wrong for backing De Gea. We need Henderson to play. And now look at Dahaya, he's been saving us all season. And if anything that we know is that we should trust Dahaya, the man who's done so much for our club. And I feel we should make him the uh, next captain. And the only reason he wouldn't be the next captain is maybe because he's not an out- outfield player, he's a goalkeeper. That could be the only reason somebody would choose someone else like Ronaldo to be the captain. I mean, Ronaldo is definitely captain material. But Dahaya has been here for, for way longer carrying us. So... It should be the highest. So, talking more about it, there is Dean Henderson in your team who doesn't deserve to be the number two as far as I feel because he's a key, uh, he's a player who should be number one for a team, if not Manchester United. And there are rumours that he will leave 
in the future, if not now, in the summer transfer window. So with De Gea getting older and older, do you think Henderson is a player you know United should be keeping or they should sell him and get some money? What are your views on this, Rahul? See, like Deya, I understand he's 31 and he's playing good this in the season, no doubt. But Henderson, he's a young keeper and whenever he's played, he's played well only. I think in last season in UCL, he made one mistake. And even after that, we had won the game also, I think. So, I think he should be our first keeper in long term. And Deya, I don't think he can, he can play until he's 35. So, he should be sold soon. And I've noticed this one thing that it's United and Henderson. He's a good keeper, but he's a backup backup keeper right now. If you notice other Premier League clubs like Kepa, we've seen Kepa transform from anything like he was really bad, and now he's made them run like two trophies with his penalty uh, shootout. So I don't hear any controversy about Kepa leaving or why Kepa isn't getting played. It's always about Henderson. So. I think Henderson, for one or two seasons, he can be a backup keeper and then as a first keeper, he'll uh, do well. Fair enough. So, speaking on more about the Premier League, uh, yesterday, Man City drawing the game yesterday has made it a little more interesting. And if Liverpool win their game in hand, then the difference will be only six points. So, I've been hearing a lot that the title race is over and City are running away with the title. But is the title race really over? Rayan, what are your views on this? This is something that happens almost every season now in the past few years. And Man City, they seem to be slipping some in the middle of the season sometimes. And then suddenly they gain so many points and then they're all all above and you can't really catch up to them. So I feel it's just a down period for them right now. But then, yeah, they, they will be... I feel they are running away with the title and uh, no one will be able to catch up to them. It's just a race for top four now. I agree. It's just, it's just like Pep trying to make the Premier League a bit more entertaining and then take it back to himself. Yeah. So, since we are saying Man City make it so easy, make it look so easy to win the Premier League title. So, is there, what is the reason why Manchester City win it so easily? Is it the squad depth, the squad depth like we even if their players leave for AFCON or anything like Mahrez left for AFCON, but still, they aren't struggling that much in the Premier League. They still find ways. Even if you injure five of their players, they can still put a Premier League winning team out. So, is the squad depth the only thing which is separating them from other Premier League teams? Or is it something else? Moria, what are your views on this? I think it's it's the tactics along with the squad depth. The squad depth is obviously there. And each and every player in the squad is top class level. And each player knows the tactic properly. So you can replace a certain player with another player and they won't make much of a difference in the game. Because Guardiola has prepared the tactic properly and each player knows that same tactic. And they play beautiful passing, connecting football. So whether the player changes, the quality does not change. Because the idea is still the same at the end of the day. So Rahul, as he spoke about tactics and the way they play, there are one or two more teams in the Premier League like Liverpool who play really, really good brand of football. And 
they struggle in the premier league just because they don't have mosala and sadio mane at the moment so the real reason we can say liverpool struggle is the squad uh, the squad depth and is it the only thing which differentiates them for city from city or do you think there is another reason in it yeah definitely like the squad depth is a big part of it i saw something like day before yesterday that most liverpool fans make the argument that uh, like their left back uh, robertson their right back trent their center backs van dijk the attack everything is better than city's and they make the argument that klopp is a better coach than pep so why aren't they winning the league so that's my question so the re- answer is that is the squad depth and as moria made the point that if you remove mares and you put gabriel jesus there he'll he won't make a huge difference and he'll do the same job so and when you look at liverpool you remove sala they don't have a actual goal scorer and if you remove mane as well then only jota is left so that's the main reason man city do better than other teams so when we talk about the title race mostly it's about the two teams city and liverpool chelsea started the season well but recently the performances they have been putting out is putting them out of the title race so ryan what do teams like uh, tottenham arsenal united and chelsea have to do to reach the level of liverpool and manchester city uh, they have to uh, they have to buy players they have to increase the squad depth as you said i mean if if we talk about man city it's always about squad, squad depth because the amount is... of players they buy yeah sorry you say there is another thing you said squatted for other teams but manchester united were bringing bringing players like cavani rashford and martial as players let's let's not talk about manchester united because manchester united is in deep shit right now and why because their players don't have the mentality to play they they come on they come come in the field and they they just go there just for the sake of getting their salary at the end of the week in their banks nothing else they come on the pitch they sleep and then they go back that that and that process re- repeats every f- fucking week and if you see manchester Ma- manchester united have arguably one of the best squads in the world how many good players do they have how, with with the abilities they have but their players are so me- mentally I, i don't know what should i say their mentality is so backwards they don't wish to play whereas manchester city their their squad depth, even the players that are sitting uh, in the in the substitutes they they also have the passion to play they have that uh, ability to uh, uh, and the mentality to go and uh, play whenever they are called up so why can't manchester united do the same fair enough so i think the main reason why city has been running away is because of the two things it's the mentality and the squad depth which we have so this was another episode of balls podcast and we will be back with another episode soon so stay tuned and keep watching the balls podcast balls out